0: As we begin this new year, I believe as we went from 2020 to 2021, that one of the biggest uh, issues that we faced in our culture was the word fear. Fear was huge in 2020, and even it may be going into 2021. And of course, throughout time and throughout history, people have experienced fear countless times. As a matter of fact, many great men and women of the Bible have experienced fear sometime in their life. Yes, there's an individual that we're going to focus on today, and his name is Elijah. And Elijah is an incredible man of God, and and yes, he was a prophet of God who tried to warn King Ahab of, of the things that he was, him and his wife were doing, and with the people of Israel, and them turning from loving God and worshiping God to worshiping Baal and other false prophet, other false gods, and so forth that were taking place, and and of course, he tried to tell the king, you need to change. These 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 ways of the people from worshiping Baal to worshiping God. And of course, he didn't listen to that. but of course, a lot of times when you think of Elijah, you think of the guy that was up on Mount Carmel and basically it was him against 450 prophets of Baal. And of course, um, Elijah's um, sacrifice was consumed by God, and and uh, the other 450s wasn't. And it was just one of those ultimate highs where. He saw God's power demonstrated, and throughout his life, he's seen God's power demonstrated. I mean, Elijah's the kind of the guy that said, hey, it's not going to rain for a while, and then it's going to rain, and it happened. The Bible declares that he was the type of guy that he could outrun storms. He could outrun chariots, so he, he had endurance. He had strength. He had all sorts of abilities. He, he brought food to a widow who had no food. You know, God provided food for him to give to her and so forth. So let me just say, Elijah saw miracles. He experienced miracles. How many of you in this room have experienced a miracle sometime in your life? You have seen the hand of God do something supernatural in your life. It could have been physically. It could have been emotionally. It could have been spiritually. It could have been financially. It could have been relationally. But we have all sometime or another experienced the power of a living God sometime in our lifetime. And as we begin this new series, I believe God wants to shift some things in our hearts. I believe God wants to shift some things in our church. And and I believe as we go through that process, that we've got to trust God to do something new in our hearts and in our minds. So as we begin this series, uh, we're going to go to 1 Kings 19. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to 1 Kings 19. And we're going to be reading um, 1 through 21 this morning. But it says this in 1 Kings 19 One through three. Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done. Okay? And and we were just talking about the 450 against the one. And how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Verse three says, Elijah was afraid. Everyone say afraid. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. Verse 4, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. This is what he said. I've had enough, Lord. Maybe you said that in 2020. Maybe you even said that recently. Maybe you even said that this morning. I don't know what it may have been. But if you've said that sometime or another in 2020 or going into 2021, you're in good company he said, I have had enough, Lord. He said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank them and lay them down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by the food, He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, here's what's incredible, friends. And if you think about it, fear will always cause you to focus more on your problems than on God's provision. Fear will always cause you to focus more on your problem or your problems than on God's provision. When I asked you if you'd experienced a miracle sometime in your life, you you should have seen all the hands that went up in this room or maybe even your car. We've all sometime experienced, and we've seen God's power manifest in our life. We've seen God provision in our life. But the bottom line is that Elijah experienced the same thing, but somehow along the way, he focused more on his problem than on God's provision. He focused more on what this woman was going to do to him in that situation, in that circumstance. And of course, there's four characters that we see in this story that we're reading. We we see King Ahab, and of course, King Ahab was a very... uh, just a relaxed king. He was a a loose leader. As a matter of fact, he may have wore the crown, but his wife wore the pants in in their relationship. She was the one that was in charge of of the things that would happen around. He was a very weak leader. And of course, uh, Queen Jezebel was a very evil woman. She was one of the darkest characters that you read about in the Bible. And then, of course, you see Elijah. And Elijah, of course, in this situation is dejected, He feels defeated, he's discouraged, he's depressed. He's going through all sorts of things in his life. And what happens is when he gets this report from Queen Jezebel of what she wants to do to him, he focused more on his problems than on God's provisions. But even though he was focusing on his problems, what did God do? God provided bread. God provided water. God provided so many things. And here's the thing is, fear will always cause you to focus more on your problems than on God's provision. And it's so incredible that God provided an angel of the Lord to come and to minister to him in that situation. Now it goes on and says in 1 Kings nineteen nine uh, 9 through 14, it uh, says this, Then he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word, the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? As he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Verse 11, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me. Here's another thing I've learned about fear, friends, and that is this. Fear is always absent when you're surrounded by God's presence. Have you ever noticed that when you're in the presence of the Lord, even maybe you've had a rough day or a rough week or whatever it may be, but you, you begin to worship the Lord or you begin to just sense his presence, that the things that surround you become shadows in the likes of him. It's incredible what happens when, when fear is always absent, when you're surrounded by the presence of the living God. And I'm telling you, friends, when you and I choose this year to spend time in his presence, something will begin to shift in our hearts. Something will begin to shift in our minds. Something will begin to shift in in our attitudes and so forth, especially when we are in the presence of an almighty God. As we are worshiping the Lord, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. As we were worshiping the Lord and we were experiencing the love of God, I guarantee you that there's things that happen in our hearts, that happen in our minds, that cause a shift to happen in the heavenlies. And friends, I want to encourage you this year as we go into 2021 to spend time in his presence. Spend time in the presence of God. I don't know how it is that you spend time in His presence. Maybe it's reading His Word. Maybe it's worshiping. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's going for a hike or a walk or, or, or drawing. Or I don't know what it is that, that draws you into His presence. But I want to encourage you this year that fear is always absent when you and I choose to surround ourselves with the presence of the Lord God Almighty. Something shifted in Elijah's heart when he experienced God's presence. He began to talk to Him. Even God asked him a simple question. What are you doing here, Elijah? There was something wrong in his heart. There was something wrong in his mind that God had to begin to do something as he surrounded him with his presence. There was a shift that took place in his life. Now we read in 1 Kings nineteen fifteen through 17. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshar, king over Israel. And anoint Elijah, son of Shaphat, and from Abel of Mahola to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death anyone who escaped the sword of Jehaziel. Elijah will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. All those knees have not bowed down to Baal, and whose mouths have not kissed him. So Elijah went from there and found Elijah, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. And then it says in verse 20, uh, Elijah then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I will come to you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. You know, it's incredible when you read that. What happened was there was a shift that took place because Elijah thought his ministry was over, that, that it was the end of the road for him. But something happened supernaturally. And let me tell you something. The opposite of fear is faith. And faith will cause you to refocus on your future and not on your past. And that is exactly what God was trying to do. He was trying to get Elijah to refocus on his future More than the past circumstances that he was dealing with, with Jezebel, with Queen Jezebel, and all the surroundings that were surrounding him. I want to encourage you, friends, this year, faith will cause you to refocus on your future and not on your past. And every time we try to live in our past, and every time the devil tries to remind us of our past, we need to remind him of his future. And the bottom line is that God is greater than our circumstance. God is greater than whatever the enemy may throw at us, because faith will always cause you to refocus on your future rather than on your past mistakes. That's what I love about a new year. A new year helps us to refocus on what God wants to do, not only in the present, but what he wants to do in your life and your future. What is your vision for your life this year? What is the vision for your family? What is the vision for your career? What do you feel God wants to do? I believe God wants to do extraordinary things in our lives and through our lives and through his church, amen? And that happens when you and I learn to shift from fear to faith. We've got to believe by God that we are going to shift from fear to faith. So I want to give you a couple of things as we get ready to wrap up to learn to shift from fear to faith. And the first thing is this, when you fear something evil, when you feel that the enemy is coming against you this year, or you're going through things in your life, when you fear evil is coming towards you, remember that God is going to equip you to fight it and not to fear it. But if you've read Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, we know that that's the passage where we're we're supposed to put on the full armor of God. I want to encourage this to you. Put on the full armor of God. You and I need to put on the full armor of God. You know, I I don't see anyone in this auditorium that is not clothed. If it was, you would be embarrassed and we'd all be embarrassed. We'd be like giving you a blanket or something like that. Let me tell you, the reason we put clothes on is because we don't want to be ashamed. We put clothes on because God has provided us clothes in our closet for us to wear. But isn't it amazing that every day that we wake up spiritually, we're naked, most of us? We don't put on the armor of God. We don't put on the full armor of God. We don't put the helmet of salvation on, the breastplate of righteousness. We don't shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We don't take the the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, or we don't put on the belt of truth. A lot of us, we don't put on the armor daily. And you and I need to remember to put that on on a daily basis. I want to encourage you, if you're going to fight, don't fight naked. You need to put on the armor of God, and you and I need to do that on a daily basis because there are going to be times when the when the evil of the enemy is going to try to come against you, but God has equipped you and I to fight it and not to fear it, amen? We need to remember that in this day and age that we're living in. Another thing that I believe God wants us to do when it comes from shifting to fear to faith is this, when you're afraid of losing something or when you're afraid of losing someone, which I've experienced in 2020, And other people have experienced in 2020 or 2019 or 2018 or who knows where it may have been where you lost someone that you cared for, that you loved. Remember when you are afraid of losing something or you're afraid of losing someone. Remember that God is your restorer. God is your restorer. He's in the business of restoration in your life. I love what the scripture says that I I called upon the Lord and he heard me. And he delivered me from all of my fears. God is into the restoration business. And I want to encourage that whatever it is that you're afraid of losing this year or whatever it is that you have lost, you need to remember on a daily basis that God is your restorer. He's your restorer. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. The third thing that I want to tell you today to learn to shift from fear to faith is remember when you're afraid of failing. You see, all of us sometimes don't want to do something because we're afraid that we're going to look like a failure, that we're not going to look good in front of our family, or our friends, or whatever it may be. But let me tell you something, friends. When you're afraid of failing, remember that failure is never final when God can be called on. When God can be called on, it's never a failure. It's never final until God has the last word. It's not over, not until the fat lady sings. It's not over until God says so, amen. That's the truth that we need to remember today. That whatever you're afraid of, if, if you're afraid of doing something that you've never done before, and you're, 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 it's, it's withdrawing you from going forward, I want to encourage you to remember that failure is never final when God when, when God can be called upon. Call upon the name of the Lord this year. Whatever it is that you're facing, trust God to see you through in all that you're dealing with, in all that you're facing. And the last thing that I want to say is this i believe that if we're going to learn to shift from fear to faith here's the key friends when you fear disappointing someone and all of us are going to disappoint someone this year or being disappointed yourself which we're all going to experience sometime or maybe we experienced in 2020. remember that god in his time will always provide something better for you in god's timing he will always provide something better for you think about joseph in the old testament Joseph had a dream that he was going to be second in command, or he was going to be a great person, and, and, and he had a dream that, his week, that that he had his brother's weep bowed down to him and all sorts of stuff. Genesis 37 through 50, you can read about it. He didn't become king, or, or he didn't come second in command to a long, long time, probably several years, maybe a decade and a half, I don't know. But the bottom line is I guarantee you when he was in the pit, he probably experienced disappointment. When he was in the prison, he probably experienced disappointment. When he was rejected, he probably experienced disappointment or he was disappointed at someone. But along the ways, he trusted God to see him through. He knew that God was always going to provide something better for him. Think about Jesus when he performed his first miracle. What was the first miracle Jesus did? He turned the water into wine. Now, in in those customs, in those days that when, when there was a wedding, you know, they usually saved the best wine for last. Well, of course, the the, the wine ran out. And Jesus called on these pitchers of, of water, and, and he turned the water into wine. It was incredible, and it was it ended up being the best wine that they had had, and that was usually reserved for the ending of that of that celebration. But in God's perfect timing, He sent Jesus, and Jesus provided something better than the guests had ever experienced. Let me tell you something, friends. When you fear disappointing someone, or when someone or, or, or maybe being disappointed in yourself, remember that God in his time will always provide something better for you and I. And I believe he wants to do that today. I wanna to encourage you friends, when God is near, there is always an answer to your fears. There is always an answer to our fears when God is near. You know, when I was a little kid, I, I was afraid of the dark. Anyone ever afraid of the dark when they were a little kid? Maybe some of you still are, oh, don't raise your hand, you might be in your 60s or whatever. Maybe you need the light because you don't want to bump into something. But I remember that I was afraid of the dark, so my parents would use a nightlight. And that would just give me peace. And I believe that some of you today, you need to turn on the light. You need to turn on the light of Christ to help you, to sustain you in the midst of the darkness and the pain that you might experience. Because when God is near, there is always an answer to your fears. I remember my youngest son, Mark, one time woke up from a bed of a nightmare he came over to my bed and he told me what had happened. And I went over and I tucked him back to bed and got him all snuggly and everything like this. And I said, Mark, I'll never let anything happen to you. And the kid didn't even miss a beat. You know what he said? And when I said that, I said, I'll, ne- I'll never let anything happen to you. And he said this, even when you're dead, didn't even phase him. Death has no sting. Because Jesus died on the cross, and three days later, he grows from the grave. And he'll always help us in our circumstances and in our trials and our circumstances that we face today. You see, God is into the business of fixing things. How many of you like to fix things? You love to fix things. I'm not not a fixer, that's for sure. My wife is probably the fixer in our family, but I'm telling you this. What in your life needs to be fixed? Every head is bowed and eyes are closed. The question is in your life, what is it that you've been reading more on? Listening to the reports. What's the Jezebel in your world that's that's extracted you to run to the caves instead of running to the presence of God? You may know what it is, but when God is near, there is always an answer for your fear or your fears. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna go through that emotion. We're going to experience some some things maybe this year that we're not sure about. But I believe that the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, who who challenges us, who convicts us, we need more of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives than ever before. Maybe you pray in this. Maybe you've been filled with the Spirit. I want to encourage you this year to shift as you pray to pray in the Spirit as well. I want to encourage you this year to if you if you haven't received that that. That baptism of the Holy Spirit, say, God, fill me with more of your power. Fill me with more of your passion. Fill me with, I want more and more of you and less of me this year. Not my will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And God, just like you restored and you refreshed and you revived Elijah, you gave him that second unction, Lord. It, it wasn't that he, he was afraid that you were going to come through because he had seen your power. The problem was, Lord God, that he was afraid that you were going to come through in your faithfulness, in your goodness for his life. But God, you only have one plan for every person in this room, including Elijah, and that is a plan A. There is no plan B, C, D, or E in your eyes with us, Lord. There's only one plan. And Lord, I pray that this would be the year that we'd line up our lives with your plan, with your will and your ways, Lord Jesus. So, as we get ready to worship the Lord and pray in just a moment, I've got to ask you a couple of questions. And that is what in your life needs to be fixed so that you can be shifting from fear to faith? What is it that you need God to restore? What is it that you need God to, to move in? It? Maybe it's a son or a daughter, a grandson or a granddaughter. Maybe it's, it's an area of your health. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's a relationship with your kids or, or with your loved ones. Or I don't know, Maybe maybe it's someone that you work with. I don't know what it is that you need this year. But I believe God wants to shift something from the old to the new. I believe he wants to remind you, just like he did when he he spoke to Elijah, that he's bringing Elisha to help him, that that he's going to succeed. And of course, as we read the scriptures, God, we see that King Ahab died. His son took the throne and eventually he died. And then his other son took the throne and he died. And and from that, Jezebel fell off of a, a tower and dogs ate her up. But yet the Bible says that Elijah never died, that he was took up in a chariot of fire. And Lord, whatever it is, Lord God, that surrounds us, that makes us think that we're going to die, I believe it's going to be the flip-flop in your eyes. It's not going to be us who's going to be dead. It's going to be that circumstance, that trial, that tribulation, that situation that's going to die just like Ed Jezebel died. Elijah lived and he went up to heaven. He didn't even die. He went up to heaven in a chariot of fire. And God, may your fire consume us today. May all those things that surround us become shadows in the likes of your presence. Lord, help us this year to give you our best. Lord, help us to give you our best with our time, with our talents, with our treasures. Lord, what I love about Elijah is he stayed in the game. Lord, maybe this is the year that your church is going to get in the game. They're going to get involved. They're going to to get involved in ministry or they're going to start a ministry this year at this church or they're going to do something in the ministry that they're a part of, Lord God, or they're going to get involved. But Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to shift and to get involved, to do something for your glory and your honor like never before. If you're able to, would you stand at this time? And as I was praying this morning or actually yesterday, preparing for today's message, you know, I felt like the Lord wants us to just spend time in prayer. And I'm going to ask any of our board members or elders that are here or their spouses if maybe some of you can go on the other side of that tent and kind of spread out that way. And maybe some of you that are over here maybe can just go over by the car and, and so forth. And I'm going to join you all in a moment as we pray. But you have a need. You need God to shift something in your life. We want to pray for you. Now, if you come to me, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, ch- I'll listen to you, what your prayer need is, and then of course, once I hear your need, I'll probably come around your back and pray over you so you can hear me through my from my mouth to your ear. I understand it's kind of like you know well, I don't know what to do or what can we do, but you know what, we need to stop living in fear. People need prayer. We haven't had prayer with board members and elders and pastors and spouses to pray for you. and We want to pray for you. I believe there's a lot of needs in this room today. And I believe God wants to touch you. So wherever you're at, if you have a prayer need, I want you to just go over to these individuals and let them pray for you. Whether they lay hands on you or not, that's up to you. You can just say, yeah, here's my need. Will you join me in prayer and pray for me? Just, just wherever you're at, just go ahead and go. You don't have to wait till the band starts playing, but you have a need or you have someone that you want to stand the gap for, or maybe you're one of our pastors or one of our board members and you have a need. Well, just turn around and tell that person. But I believe that God wants us to spend time in prayer. I believe God wants us to spend time in prayer. And I believe that he wants to touch you, your circumstance, your situation today. So Father, as we worship you, as we pray for needs, as we pray for one another, as we get out of our comfort zone and we come to our brother and sister in Christ and we say, can you please pray for this circumstance? I I, I need prayer in this. I need wisdom or whatever it may be, Lord. And we come in agreement that you're going to meet them, Lord God. You're going to touch them. You're going to minister to them, Lord Jesus. Do what only you can do, Lord God. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your presence. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for this new year. And I I pray, Holy Spirit, that as we begin to worship you, that you would begin to shift some things in the heavenly in our hearts and in our minds, Lord God. And we trust you to do that today in the name of all names. the name of Jesus amen let's pray let's worship the lord then pastor tony will come up and share some closing comments and thoughts uh, for t- today's service maybe you're online maybe you have a need and i want to encourage you if you have a need just type it out if you can and maybe someone in that chat room or in that in that area can pray for you we want to thank you for joining us online but we want you to worship us and uh, worship the lord but we want you to worship and we want you to pray my house shall be called the house of her so wherever you're at in this auditorium just come forward right now. We want to pray for you. We want to believe, God. Maybe you need some, maybe you need a job. I don't know what it is that you need this year. But God, hear our cry. Attend it to our prayer. Lead us to the rock that's higher than any of our circumstances or situations we face this year. In the name of, above all names, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's worship Him. And let's pray, church. Come on.